All right, welcome back to the High Button Podcast. Wherever you are tuning in from, just know that we do truly appreciate it. Uh, myself, Justin Belanger, and Matthew Doodle, we are going to be running this podcast today. No guest, just going to be us. Dudes has been away for about a month, so I miss him. We're going to tell some stories, see what he's been up to. Also, we're going to talk about some guests that we've had on uh, in the past, maybe our favorites, some stories that we've heard. Uh, it's going to be a great podcast, a great recap podcast, if you will. High Button, you know what comes next. Here we Go. All right, so this episode is brought to you by Coldstream Distillery, made from pure natural spring water. Zero sugar, zero carbs. It's gluten free, awesome for avoiding hangovers. It is locally made. Coldstream here in Nova Scotia, Stewiak. It's made by a local guy, Robbie. Great product. Uh, He's always given some to Riley, so I love this stuff. Everyone that's listening, make sure to go to your local NSLC and pick up some Cold Stream products. Great stuff. Frost Week's right around the corner. Uh, go pick that up. Hi, Button. All right, dudes. Welcome. Welcome back. I mean, well, I should, I should say welcome back to you. Yeah, he's been away for a while. It feels like we broke up for a little bit. Eh? Now we're on good terms again. Are you mad at me? I'm not mad at you, no. You didn't even call. I called, yeah. Well, I don't like... Actually, I don't mind calling. <laughs> you don't like... You're not a texter? I, I Honestly, I am a caller. I hate texting. Really? Because calling gets right to the point. That's true. I guess I probably should have picked that up. Texting, it's... Uh, too slow? Too slow. Yeah, it is. You're a quick text, texter, though. I am? Yeah. Well, you get, you get like, right back, you're right back eh, to me. It's like a ping pong game in my head, right? So my, my thoughts are coming like ding, 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 ding. So I got to get them out. I never... They never co- all come at once, so... I just want to make sure that the audio levels are going. We can keep going. You can keep talking. It makes it more natural. Natural. Talking. Give me a test test here. Give me a test test. Test? Test. Yeah, okay. We're good. Testing. One day, I swear to God, we're going to get some good microphones on this podcast, and we're not even going to have to look at these things, and we'll be fine. I don't mind them. I hate them. Well, the past past, three podcasts we've done, there's been microphone issues, and we've had to redo them. But no, it's fine right now. You're good. Microphone assassin. Not, sure. Not I'm Boys honestly fan. just lo- I'm just looking at your audio. Okay, yeah, we're good. You don't like Trailer Park Boys? I love the Trailer Park Boys. Well, you didn't even get my reference. Sorry, I was looking at. I was honestly, I was looking at the. I was looking at the thing. My bad. Anyways, um, what's the guy's name that plays Ricky in real life? Uh, Rob Tremblay or something. I think. Anyways, he always used to stay at the hotel I used to work at, and he used to drive this. Uh, it was beautiful red Volvo, and every time I he valeted it because I was the valet at the hotel. Every time I hopped in, it just reeked of weed, like reeked of it. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's like, all right, this guy's really living his character in a sense. I was just gonna say yeah. <laughs> that uh, I, I always wondered when I was younger, when I first started watching it, if if those boys just like actually smoked dope on set or whatever. And now, now, because I have a story myself with bubbles, weed related as well. And then you just realize, like, okay, this is this must be just easy for those guys. You know, it's just natural yeah. habitat for that show. I'm pretty sure a lot of it is improv. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it, there's a script, but it's a very loose script. Yeah, I think. The, it's not. I know it is. You're right. You're exactly right. I remember hearing that as well. It's not like you can't write a show fully like that. Like think of all the Rickyisms. You know what I mean? You can't. Yeah. Yeah. You can't pre-think that kind of shit. It just comes out in the yeah. heat of the moment, I think, anyways. I think some of the best shows. Are you a Curb guy? Curb your enthusiasm? I used to watch that show, yeah. That's another great show that's improvised. Once I finished it. Well, so yeah. You have a writer. You have to be such a good actor to be able to like... Anyways, no, I don't think you could. To be able to improvise that stuff. Like you just said, the Rickyism, sorry. Let's Couldn't see. do it. So my thing with the Trailer Park Boys is <laughs> stumbling out of the moose one night. Yeah. Standing out front. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know when it was, but... Standing up front, I'm like, holy fuck, man, that guy looks a lot like Bubbles. 
probably because his lips firmly like that now. Yeah. And uh, he's got he lit he lit a joint and he was like anybody want this and literally no one, not one person. And I was like, well, was it packed? Oh yeah, you know how the front of the moose goes. What time was it at night? Oh, it was later in the night. Okay. I probably got kicked over sleeping or something. But yeah. anyways, I was like, uh, <laughs> I'll take it. Anyways, him and I smoked the whole thing. Had a nice little chat. I pretended like. Like, I knew who he was, but I wasn't a huge fan, you know what I mean? And then I got a dope picture with him. Who's got your belly? No. Oh, yeah, it's on my Instagram. Check it out. I've heard this story, like, a couple times from multiple people, that whole whole hang out with fans and whole smoke a joint with them, talk to them. It's real shit, right? That's how you connect with people. Did it fuck with you a little bit, like, when he wasn't in character? Like, just talking to him as a real person? Well, it wasn't really my first encounter with him, but, I th- like, I'm sure he doesn't remember me, you know, obviously. Definitely not. With the amount of people he sees in the run of a day. So... Yeah. For me, you just like, I'm, you know, there's only so many people that I'm going to act like an excited little kid in yeah. front of. Couldn't name them right now, but. Do you think you get starstruck around people? I would say so. Even I just kind of during this whole podcast thing, I wouldn't say starstruck necessarily, but like you get amped up a little bit to, to talk to some guys and guys that you watch, like, you know, for example, Haim or even, you know what I mean? You hear about this kid from Dartmouth. Yeah. Who really you didn't really hear about until he until he made the jump or whatever, right? Yeah. And then you know you hang out with the guy. He's just a regular fella, just another beauty that you would have played hockey with. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah. he's just living it big. Honestly, like the the podcast has helped me so much with just understanding how people think and just realizing that we're we all have a lot in common. Like when I do these street interviews, I realize that a lot of people have a lot in common. We're very similar in just mm-hmm. a human being as a race. Even when, uh, honestly, doing the podcast, a lot of the podcast before we did the Jordan Boyd tournament, talking to Mich- uh, McKinnon, Marchand, yeah. all those big uh, those big names, I don't know if I would have been able to do that tournament two weeks into the high button. No, for sure. Being able to do this podcast has made me like more relaxed socially. Yeah. I'm able to have a conversation uh, in a more relaxed manner, I guess you could say. So that, that peppering them huge. with questions, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I'm learning to listen, I guess you could say. You it's- listen to the answer. Yeah, it's tough to be a listener when you've always been a talker. You yeah, know? I know that for sure. Yeah, yeah. But you're right though, and it's like people want to to relate to shit. You know what I mean? And when you're just talking and talking, you know, about regular things, everyday life shit, and people can relate to that. Nobody can relate to going to practice in the morning, going home, and having a catered lunch, then going getting to the rink and playing in the NHL. Nobody can relate to that shit unless yeah. you do it, which is like a you know small percentage. Yeah. But people go to the beach, people swim in their pools, people go, you know, to whatever. And that's when you hear that, you're like, oh, my God, you picture yourself in that or like a good memory from the beach or something like that. And you're pitching, okay, mm. imagine if I ran into that guy on the beach. Mm-hmm. Can't believe he would be here. Mm-hmm. Just, people just want to relate to shit, man. They want to, like you said, that's a, pretty much it. And that's what I've learned from the podcast as well. Yeah. Well, podcast and street interviews for me. We're all just humans. That's it. You know, you, you, some people think too deep into it, especially with celebrities like in Hollywood out there, whatever. <laughs> if you look at some of the most popular YouTube pages, it's like TMZ, uh, E! News, all those big, big, big uh, celebrity, whatever, endorsed channels. Mm-hmm. It's because people are just obsessed with these people. Absolutely. Obsessed. Think it's crazy it. how a person can become so influential around millions of people that they can sell a cologne. Imagine if you want to smell like Leonardo DiCaprio, you buy a fucking cologne that smells like him. No, <laughs> fuck no. But there's people out there that are doing that. You know what I mean? You're right. It's though. like, oh, I want to smell like Leonardo DiCaprio because if I do, maybe I'll be Jack from the Titanic. Which brings like, me to, like, how do you go get his scent, though? Man, it's a, oh, yeah. That's you wait until he sweats thing. and yeah. catches it in a bottle? 
All right, Leo, here's what we're going to do. We're going to wait. We're going to, when, when, what time do you work out? Um, I don't know. My workout's done at like 8 a.m. All right, when you're done your workout, come see us. Yeah, we'll squeeze your towel yeah. into a bottle. <laughs> Sell it. Add some oranges and lemons, and then we'll, that's the Leo fragrance. Ugh. <laughs> it smells like sweat. Man, like, our, uh, this could be a lie, but I'm pretty sure, like, locks of Justin Bieber's hair back when he, like, you know, that. That hair, the swoosh hair. Yeah, yeah. I'm sense. pretty sure like locks of his hair were going for like tens of thousands of dollars. Oh, buddy, I wouldn't doubt it, man. People buy nail clippings and like, <laughs> I'm not even kidding, man. Like People buy nail clippings? Dude, just go spend an hour in a Walmart and like you'll you'll see some people that would be interested in buying some nail clippings, I promise. That's Especially in the States. You America. ever been to Walmart in the States? No. Holy Lord, fuck. What's the difference from a, a Walmart in America compared to a Walmart oh my, in Canada? You can't. I couldn't possibly put the difference into words. Like, you obviously have, like, your your normal everyday Walmart people that are literally there for, you know, grocery shopping for the deals and stuff like that. And then you get some people in there that got uh, button-up shirts, undone, no undershirt. I, I swear to God, there's no rules. You have campers out front. They're allowed to park in Walmarts, apparently. So it's just a shit show, man. The whole fu- Whole states is a shit show, I think. Now that you bring it up, I'm pretty sure there's like a, a highlight reel on YouTube of pictures of people in Walmart in America, just like grown men wearing thongs. Like, just, in yeah, Walmart. just search people of Walmart. I guarantee there's a whole segment of that <laughs> shit. I'm not even kidding. What's wrong with people? Why? I don't know, man. You couldn't. You can't. If we go down to Pittsburgh, let's do something in Walmart. Let's do some interviews in Walmart. Yeah, man, I'm down for sure. <laughs> that would be a fucking riot. You might you might get in a tussle or two, though. Like, some people get offended up in there when they're doing their shopping. Oh, yeah. People don't like being on camera. Fuck them. I was talking to what a What are they going to do? Track us down? Well, I guess you could. I was talking to a guy the other day about what we do on the streets, and he's like, you just harass people, don't you? I'm like, yeah, essentially. No, well, Pretty not much. really. Just You just kind of don't ask permission. You just kind of go up. If they don't like it, you leave. Yeah, you walk away. You can get a good vibe from most people. Yeah. It's more, that's that's a, a big rule of thumb here. You don't even ask. You just do. If they say no, well... Well, it's, what what is, what's the saying? It's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is for permission. I don't know. Is that who made that up? I, well, I didn't. <laughs> that's for sure. But I've definitely heard it a few times. Either that or I just created it in my head. And if I did, kudos to me. What's the thing? Well, what was the perfect... I'm trying to think of an example. It was me and it was you and I. And we were. I was thinking. I was like, hey, are we allowed to do that? And you just said, who gives a oh, fuck? It was the Jordan just, Boyd. Was it? Yeah, just because... They had given us so much access at already and we had already like kind of pushed the limit a bit with like going on the ice and like climbing up on the boards and stuff like that. That, yeah. I mean, no one, I yeah. didn't see one frown at the whole event, you know yeah. what I mean? So it wasn't, that wasn't what people are looking for. You go to some events and there's specific people looking for people that are fucking around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's just like their job or something. I don't know. But there it's just like, you were like, oh, could we go on the bench? I'm like, man. On the yeah. Well, what's the purpose of this pass otherwise? Yeah, it's Just true. do it. And then if they tell you no, then you know. It's not like you're doing something crazy and you're going to go to jail for it. Yeah, I guess so. You just say, fuck it and do it. That's the thing. I overthink it. You just got to do it. That's pretty much how I've lived my life. I mean, you're getting shit here and there, but I've never gone to jail, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good then. Have you? Uh, No, close. I drunk ran away. Tank? No, never drunk tank. Close, but ran away. I've. I guess I should say I've never been to jail because I've never had to run away from going. When you said jail, that's what I was thinking of, drunk tank. I yeah, could have gone to the drunk tank. That's what I tank. meant. Yeah. Downtown, obviously hammered, well, yeah. ran away. You know where I ran to? I was like, all right, where's the place where there's no light? So I ran up Citadel Hill. Couldn't find me. Just laid down. Paranoid as fuck. All right, John, they can see me. Because <laughs> there's no light. Dangerous spot to be. <laughs> laying on the ground, no light. 
Yeah, it's true. But I was just thinking, where are they not going to see me? For some reason, I was wearing a bright pink T-shirt. I think those it was a motherfuckers are chasing you up Citadel Hill because you're drunk. Yeah, but when you're drunk, you don't have any common sense. You're That's just true. you're just okay. They're, they're chasing me. That's a good point. I wasn't like hallucinating. I wasn't on drugs. I was just I need to get to a place where no one can see me. And I, the only place I thought of was Citadel Hill. I got a lot of buddies that have done some great stuff on Citadel Hill, if you know what I mean. <laughs> like, you know, I can't go back home right now. Yeah, Let's no, go to I Citadel don't. Hill. <laughs> yeah. like, not any. I don't you, even have a room, but I guess that place looks good up there. Yeah, Citadel Hill's fine. I, me personally, I've never experienced it, but from what I hear from other people experiencing Citadel Hill, it's very comfortable. Has a great lean. It's almost like a lazy Susan. The only <laughs> I only have bad memories of Citadel Hill. Right? Why? Tell me, man. Major midget training and shit. You have to run backwards from Parade Square all the way up to the top of Citadel Hill. Oh, Patty. Run around six hundred thousand times and then, then get a rest day and go play again. That's why I didn't go anywhere. Is because that was bullshit. Well, maybe if we showed up a little bit earlier to these practices that you used to drive us to, we <laughs> would have we would have been a little bit more prepared. How can you be prepared to run till you're dead? You can stretch. Yeah, I guess so. It is just a mental warfare. Have you ever told a story on this podcast about how you used to pick people up? Why would I tell them that? Well, that's a great story. Not even story, stories. From the Space Fan? Yeah. Yeah, the Space Fan was legendary, man. The only problem was you couldn't hide in it. I was the only about? one. What do you mean that hide? Band. It was just like if you wanted to blend in somewhere. It's like if I drove down the street and you drove by me, you'd be like, ha <laughs> oh, yeah. There's dudes. So Space Fan people, if you really need to search, it's Toyota Privia. But we, as Studeles, had the special edition. Had a little hood cover pretty dusty <laughs> and some random ass paint job but we got it from doug burr's family i'm pretty sure did you you know doug burr yeah i know doug anyways the van had one sliding door that was it remember yeah Do you, were you there the day it slid off in the mall no oh man we're in the mall park and i think probably like brody tommy yeah anyways the old man let me take it <laughs> and i just went to open it up when the boys were leaving the mall yeah i was like whatever slid it off and off she went just down into the fucking parking lot so the whole you, door how'd you get it back on well i called my dad <laughs> Thank God I had a cell phone. No, pro Tommy probably had a cell phone or Brody. Definitely not me. Anyways, called the old man. He was like, well, just put it back on. It happens all the time. I was like, what do you mean? It happens all the time. Anyways, you just throw her back on and away you go. Space fan, man. Had revolving seats in the back. I'm pretty sure I was in it at one point where there was no seats, just two front seats. And when you picked us up to go to hockey, there was nothing in the back, which made it even better. See, that's another thing I just thought of, too. How did we not ever get pulled over yeah like we used to drive around with that door open with the four ways on screaming at people windows down music blasting with a little the bus stop. tape auxiliary cord and nothing driving up and down snowbanks blasting inspector gadget go-go remix hope my parents aren't listening no they're not. <laughs> no i don't give a shit so but it, yeah that that was that was awesome though it was good to have think about it. you have that one guy that drives you to practice all the time you just know you're getting there you have like a special bond like for me campbell used to drive me all the time and I, that's what I looked forward to, him picking me up, driving me home. Well, he let, used to let me drive, but... Not even going to hockey. Just, like, going anywhere in that place was an adventure. Fucking right. It was a memory every single time you got in that thing. Absolutely, and that's what you aim to do. Yeah. Or at least that's what I was trying. Anyways, it might have been dumb, but you remembered it, so there you go. I remember one time, you like, we were, it was me and Alex. We were waiting to go to hockey. You were picking us up on Quinpool, and it was just a bitch traffic that day. To jump in. Jump in. And the fact was that it wasn't stopped at a red light. It was a green light. So you just kept on going. Just slow. So essentially picture like a movie where you're in a war zone, not a war zone, but like they're in battle and the Hummer's driving away and the soldier's trying to jump in the car, but it's moving. To not be seen. Essentially, that was Alex and I, but multiple times. That's just one example. That was the only the only way to do it, though. That was. Yeah, I wouldn't I, have done it. I wouldn't have done it any other way. Chuck the four ways on, driver 20, let the boys jump inside the door shut and you keep her moving. 
<laughs> you know? Remember uh, before the dance, right after practice? <laughs> that was a couple times, man. I got kicked out that dance. Did you? Hammered, the semi? Yeah. The semi. When we parked down second cup? Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. We and drove we were... right from practice, <laughs> sat in the parking lot, crushed our booze, <laughs> and then walked up to the thing. I just thought about that. I got suspended for a week after uh, that. Okay, so that week I was suspended, but it just happened to be that that week we were going to Cuba, Tommy and I. So I already had my schoolwork planned out. Everything was already done. They're like, all right, you're suspended. I was like, well, I was already planning to go to Cuba anyway. What if I can change my flight? <laughs> so my mom picks me up. I was like, oh, mom, I'm sorry. Like, I won't do it again. She's like, oh, don't worry about it. Took me to McDonald's. Had a flight the next morning. To Cuba. No, the McDonald's wasn't in Cuba. No, I the, know that. Your flight. Oh, yeah. The next, next yeah. day. We just went right to Steve Shea. We went to Steve Shea's house. I can't believe you got suspended, man. That's that's news to me here. I was thought you. No, Percy boy it, was, uh, it was a big stepping stone in my manhood. It was, always, it was like a bar mitzvah for me. Yeah. I became a man that day. Did you grow a couple chest hairs? A couple ball hairs. I wouldn't say wow. chest hairs. You really went digging, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Am I a man yet? Hey. Hey, is there anything here? Oh, there they are. Bob! I just, yeah. I just remember my mom was like, man, my fucking parents are going to be pissed. And then I get in the car, and then I was just like, mom. Like, but she didn't even say anything. I was just like, mom, I'm sorry. Like, I, I, you don't understand. Like, it was a bad situation. Like, I have been drinking. I just confessed. Like, I didn't, like, essentially yeah. just poured my soul out to her. Wow. And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. It happened to me a couple times. Just complete opposite reaction to what I thought it That's was going to def- be. The complete opposite of what I thought, too. Went to McDonald's, got a double quarter pounder, six chicken nuggets, barbecue sauce, and a root beer. She knew what you needed. She knew what I needed. Here's the thing, though. You weren't hung over the next day, guaranteed. But was that the first time you got caught drinking? Uh, no. First time I got drinking was grade 10. Kaylee Newton's part. I shouldn't have said her name, but... Whatever. Well, Kaylee, yeah, does, yeah. Kaylee, Kaylee Newton's party over. Give her the shout out for throwing dope parties, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I remember we were playing high school hockey, and Tyler Newton was on our team, mm-hmm. and he was like, "All right, well, my sister, who I think she was in grade twelve at the time, is having a party tonight," and uh, I was like, "All right, fuck, I guess we're going." So I, I I've never drank before, <laughs> you know, just complete rookie. I remember going to my parents. Um, liquor. You didn't get caught drinking the very first night you drank. Yeah. Oh my! I, I tried to. Because it was the first night where I was out till four in the morning. Holy You know fuck what I mean? Though. So my parents stayed up. So when I come home rolling in at four in the morning, half the Baileys is missing. Because <laughs> I'm looking for liquor in my parents' liquor thing. And Did like, you just oh, put water in it? No, I took I took Baileys. Like I was like, it was all, you know how like Baileys, yeah. when you look at a liquor cabinet, it's all the way at the back. I'm like, we'll never know this is missing. Good strategy. So I took fucking Baileys. Well, no chugged wonder. the Baileys. You know, how it's like milk. So essentially I chugged the Baileys like in the bushes out behind my shed here mm-hmm. and then i get to the actual party and then i was given beer i had like three beer end up throwing up came home passed out and she knew yeah oh yeah and then probably went for the baileys for her fucking coffee in the morning and realized it was on her carpet yeah, instead i never realized how she found the, out the baileys i used to take my parents liquor all the time they probably knew i thought it was badass so. did you fill it up with water or you just you just well, knew you're gonna take the take if it the, was like vodka or something i'd fill it up with water i'm not gonna put water and rum because it just dilutes it and you can tell yeah I knew that already somehow. I was I always shitty in school, but I knew, understood the science behind booze. You're good at things in life that don't matter, which I love because this doesn't really matter, but you're good at it. So <laughs> I'm I, good at all kinds of shit that don't yeah, matter. Yeah, that doesn't so matter. That's good. That's good yeah. for the high button. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Finally, being an idiot paying off. No, man, it's good. I wanted to talk about what the fuck. What was I? What were we just talking about? Liquor. Getting. Caught. Oh yeah, no hard liquor. I never drank hard liquor when I was younger. Couldn't no, do it. I, I only ever drank rum. You didn't drink beer? No, I, mean, I hate a beer when I was younger. Oh, I became an animal when I drank hard liquor. Still do. Yeah, it just depends what liquor it is for me. What's the liquor? 
Rum just well, rum just makes me feel like shit, but like I don't know really. I haven't really drank hard liquor in a while, so I don't really remember the last time I necessarily become an animal or whatever. It just just fucks me up faster and quicker and harder. No, I can't. Christmas is the only can't do tequila. I like tequila. I don't mind tequila. I can't do it because just one night, man. Bad memory. I know people that sip tequila. What happened? Oh wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What memory? You gotta share it. <laughs> okay. Uh, you remember the palace? <laughs> Do I remember the palace? Some My of the God, best I'm, I was. I'm pretty sure I was close to having to pay rent up in that bitch. <laughs> the boys and I went every Saturday. Anyways, we're at the bar doing tequila shots. At this point, I could drink whatever. You know what I mean? You're mixing. You're younger. I think I was probably 19, 20. Best best days. Couple rounds of tequila shots, feeling fine. Boom! All of a sudden, stomach hits me. I'm like, ah, okay. So, idiot. Did another one. Boom. Immediately puked. But I caught it in my mouth at the bar. Oh, that's disgusting. And then I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? And I just went. You swallowed it? Just gutted it. Fuck. And I was like, man, what the fuck? I'd never done that before. It makes me sick to think about. And then I just went for another tequila shot. And it. I figured, you know, I'll get the taste out of my mouth at least. And get this puke off my breath. No. As soon as it hit my stomach, up it came. And I just spurred it across the bar man like i just turned left over towards the dance floor where they had that little bar where yeah. the creep bar the yeah. dance floor there. i know it i know cam it. was standing right there went over on his shoes and he just looked over me he was like what the fuck man so anyways i ran around to the back recycle room spit the rest of it and i remember i spent the rest of the night asking people if i smelled like puke but yeah so that's why i don't drink tequila see the crazy thing about this story is that i'd say at least 95 percent of the people listening can relate for sure. They have that one liquor at least. Because yeah. then you realize, okay, I'm lic- I know you have to have one of those moments to realize where you can take drinking liquor to, well, how far you can go. Yeah, that you was know, the- you got to throw up once in a public setting to know. Oh, absolutely in a public setting. You have to. There was a million people around too. I feel like you got to get punched in the face and you got to throw up at least once downtown to know a little bit about yourself. That's, that's, that's my thought punched on downtown. You've never been punched downtown? What? No, I, man. No? Uh, you must have. Slapped something. I got punched at, a, at Acadia one time by a girl who thought I was someone else, I think. Oh, that's Anyways, kind of I hilarious. walked in the door and just got smashed. I was like, holy fuck. Who was that? Rocky? <laughs> Wait, a girl hit you or a guy? Yeah, it was a girl. She, she threw a punch. Yeah, punch, slap. I don't know, man. I was probably blackout drunk. Probably didn't help. <laughs> and I'm pretty mouthy. So I, it, it may have been me. Who knows, right? I just... It may have been the me. amount of times I've been punching the faces. I can't remember them all. I was never a fan of those ex Acadia trips. I no? I always slept on the floor. I never liked that. I'm Dude, you got to embrace sleeping on the floor. That way, yeah, I know people. You. If you embrace it, then people are more like apt to offer you a bed. I find because they're like, "Huh, you got to sleep on the floor," and you're like, "Nice." Yeah. And people are like, "Well, he doesn't give a fuck." Then here, just sleep here. <laughs> I'll piss someone else off. I just take a roof, man. That's what I like to do. Just go to different universities. And just crash wherever with whoever. I just remember always the drive back. It was just hell. I just. Is there a drive back from anywhere that's not hell? But you love driving. I love driving, you but love not driving, driving back. places. I do, yeah. Drove to Hamilton. That was dope. So how was the drive back? I didn't drive back. I flew. Oh, did you? So where's the car? Well, the, I didn't drive my car. Oh, okay. I drove up with two of the fellas. And, and they're still up there. No, no. They drove back when we flew. Okay. 
I'm a little confused. What do you mean? Like three of us drive up in a car. Well, why two of them drive back? Why didn't you drive back with them? Because fuck that. Because <laughs> <laughs> the drive back, well, like I just said, that's my point. That's kind of rude, isn't it? No, it's not rude. You got to if you're gonna if drive the, one way, you got to go back the if other. If the guy way. was alone, hundred percent, I'm not gonna bail on him. So but he had, had his brother with him, so. And those boys had the dome on wheels. What does that mean? What is it? You ever been? Have you ever heard, stood beside the dome speaker? Can't even hear the song. You just hear the bass. Well, yeah. I that's guess these so. boys' sound system in the car. So that's what. You, how long is the drive to Hamilton? Eighteen hours. So you're doing that all the way up to Hamilton. Not for the full eighteen. No, the boys were good for the first little bit, and then once you start to get tired and loopy, yeah, you start pounding songs. Did you guys drive through the night? We left at midnight. So who took first shot on driving? Kyle. It was his car. When did you drive? I didn't. <laughs> Brady, his brother, took over with like an hour left. That so you sat it. in the back seat? Just jammed up in the back seat, hanging out. <laughs> Smoking darts. Drinking coffee. I, got, it's, I can just picture this right now. I was comfortable as shit. You got a blanket or pillow? No. You don't need anything to be comfortable at. No, nah, I got my clothes on. If you, I need a pillow, I'll use my hand. You could sleep anywhere. Anywheres. Oh, that, yeah, that's an under, under understatement. You like camping? Do I like camping? Let me ask you, do I look like someone who likes camping? Yes. I love camping. Do you? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. But I, yeah, but I feel like I need more to enjoy camping. I feel all you need to enjoy camping is a fire. I need a roof over my head. I need a sleeping bag. False. All I need <laughs> is a case of beer. Yeah, I see the, all the you fire. need. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the difference between you and I. You don't need <laughs> shit but a case of beer. I uh, need a couple more things. I don't know if I'm the right guy to be saying the difference between you and I. Why not? Because I'm different than everybody. No, you're not. I have the same qualities and same interests as some people, but no one's built like I am. I guess. Well, no one's I built be, like well, you be, are. What? No one's built like you. You know what I mean? You're, yeah. So, But then I'm kind of contradicting myself because at the beginning of the podcast, I said, you know what? There's a lot of us that are similar. Yeah, so I'm contradicting even, myself. In a I way. was just talking shit. I guess so. So we haven't even talked about podcasts or anything like that. Why we're do we have catching to, up? Why, why do we have to talk about the podcast when we're on a podcast? Ooh. I, like, I like that's kind of wise, eh? Yeah, that was pretty much the wisest thing you've ever said. Or most um, wise. We yeah. might be getting a sponsor that involves cigars soon, and we're going to be doing a video for them. I hope at least. Um, <sighs> Too bad we don't know anyone that smokes. I love cigars. I smoke a cigar. Well, here is the contradiction for that too. It's for the intro of the video. I want to say something like. Well, I guess I can't say it because then I'd be ruining this fucking surprise. Anyways, I'm going to say it. I want to be like, I feel like a cigar represents wealth and wisdom, and I haven't accumulated any of those two things. <laughs> well, you just ruined it. Yeah. I'm still going to say it. Because, um, you won't remember that you said it anyway. I've been th- I was thinking about it. When? Well, since I was in contact with the cigar place. Right on. Another thing. Are you coming tomorrow to the talk after no. the podcast? Are you coming to the podcast tomorrow? I believe so, yeah. I have you penciled in, yeah. Well, after, what are you doing? Are you going back home to East Ants? Well, that's normally my end destination, yeah, it's home. But I thought you said you might be coming tomorrow. To the podcast? No, to the, I have to do the talk at the trail shop. If not, you can go. I don't care what you do, but I thought you said you were coming. I'm a game time decision for that kind of shit. I'll pull the trigger or not, you know. Anyways, I got to do a seven minute speech up there. I don't know what I'm going to say. I got Seven minutes? Seven minutes. About entrepreneurship in Halifax. You want to know the funny thing about that? You do not want me there because the one course that I failed in high school was entrepreneurship. <laughs> how ironic would that be if you end up with this and this ends up big? How funny. How f- You got to find that teacher. You got to go look. I know who it is. Who? 
Mr. Snyder. Snyder, man. What are you doing? See, it was half my fault, though, at the same time. I'd write my own notes and tell them I had hockey practice and just go sit in the cafeteria and have a chew or something. Sounds like an entrepreneur to me. <laughs> an entrepreneur. But, but at the same time, we also convinced them one time to put half the answers of the test on the board. That's an entrepreneur to me. Convincing and someone to do something. Somehow I failed the test. I guess I wrote too much on my C's. I guess look like a D. I probably got it wrong. Everything that you just listed off about an entrepreneur, I completely agree with. You convince someone to do something by writing something on the board. <laughs> you convince someone to let you out of class by giving them a note. And on what was multiple the third? occasions. And what was the third one? You failed the test, so that means you don't. You weren't. Uh, you didn't care about what other people were teaching. That's three signs of a great entrepreneur. I didn't care about. And like no, I don't know. No, yeah, like but. I didn't care about anything that they were teaching because be, for some reason I knew already that none of these things were going to help me later in life. Like when the fuck am I going to need to know what Shakespeare did 20 fucking million BC or what Hamlet <laughs> did or how they talked, where art thou, all this bullshit. When it, am I going to go into prehistoric history? Well, this is, exactly, no. this is exactly the point I'm trying to make. You work your ass off at things that you care about. Absolutely. Everybody and that's, does a true breed I think of an entrepreneur I, don't, I was the same way in school I really didn't yeah. care about what people were trying to tell me because my way's right your way's wrong that's just the way I've always been mm -hmm. and I'm working my ass off at something that I care about I feel the same way with you you're working your fucking tail off to make sure that this thing runs smoothly Absolutely. and you care about it yeah that's a I think that's an entrepreneur I, you know what that's what I'm gonna that's what the speech will be about tomorrow I hope it actually is. maybe not I don't I know. hope it is but I wouldn't be able to tell you. Like I said, that was the original point. So, <laughs> well, I'm making it the point because I think I, I think I, I agree with you. I mean, as far as it goes, you do things on just the way you want to do them. You just get them done. You know. The weird thing about it is that I don't really consider myself an entrepreneur. You just kind of have to I'm just trying to have fun and make money. And yeah. Just let people and enjoy live your the life process. while you do something that you like. Another saying: You love what you do. You never work a day in your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. But realistically. What? If you love what you do and you're making a living from it, then you're it's not work. It's an activity. You just happen to get yeah. paid. So then that is an entrepreneur, I guess. Absolutely. Well, you started the high button. That makes you an entrepreneur, whether you go fucking viral or not. At least you had a, you know, it would be like a short hockey career if it doesn't work out. All right, you got to yeah. ban them and you were like, eh, maybe I'm not as coordinated as I thought it was. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Getting injured. I just think the word entrepreneur sounds like pretentious. I don't ever want to go into a conversation and someone go, what do you do for a living? I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that's the biggest dick move in the yeah. world. I don't, I don't want to say like, it oh. It comes I, with pressure. Yeah. It's a pressured word. It's just a fucking. I feel I'm like the word. On, yeah. I feel like if people have it with like succeeding and being successful with what you started, not at the starting stages, because you're still, like I said, you'd still be one if you're starting something on your own. Whether you succeed or not. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like they, they hear the word and they're like, oh, he must be a millionaire. Yeah. He's an entrepreneur. Yeah. Fuck off. Entrepreneur. It's like a trend now. People just want to be an entrepreneur. People just want to be thing. everything that they're not. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the problem. That was a huge problem of um, mine when I was younger, just trying to be something that I wasn't with. Uh, not, I shouldn't say like socially, just like. How do I explain this? Just trying to find an avenue in a career, like getting a job at the bank. Get the fuck out of here. I shouldn't have been working at the bank. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just you take these jobs that are just absolute garbage for your character, your, um, your morals, your anything. Your that, mental stability. Your mental anything. <laughs> and it's just like, I am not supposed to be here. And that weighs on you. You're just like, oh, I cannot be here. Can't work hard at it. Well, no, and that's where, that's where people go insane. Like, think about 
you absolutely hate your job or you're not qualified to do anything else, but you have like three kids at home, plus you have, those are three miles you have to feed and you absolutely dread every single day that you wake up just about work. Mm-hmm. So not factoring in all the other small speed bumps that are going to come your way that day or that week. Mm-hmm. People snap, man. Like mm-hmm. I get it. You know what I mean? And that's why the mental health thing is such a big discussion these days. And I, I discussion kind of downplays it a little bit, but it's, it's just huge. And that's what, and that's what it is. So for me, I've had 10 million jobs, not that many specifically, mm-hmm. but too many just because I'm like that. I don't, this is making me miserable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, and then when you're miserable and you're miserable around people, then they're miserable mm-hmm. and then they go home and they're miserable with their significant other or their kids or whatever. And then the kids are miserable mm-hmm. and then the whole neighborhood's in miserable. the shits. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just because one person was, and then, you know, that's like I said, people go insane. I get why people would go insane. I'm not condoning it by any means, but I was just, I, mean? I was just working a nine to five at IBM this past week. And it's, it's cubicle life, right? So it's people, headphones on, head down, lunch at the table, lunch at your off, at your tape, whatever, fucking cubicle, <laughs> looking at the looking at the screen, typing away, not really talking to anyone. It's very serious. No laughing. Very, and you know, me, I just want to, awesome. I just want to shoot the shit with everyone. How you doing, man? What's up? What do you do for a living? What do you do for fun? And I'm asking these questions to these people, right? Like at the same time, I'm trying to promote the high button. I'm like, have you heard of the high button? Pretending I'm not a part of it. <laughs> He's like, oh, you, what kind of podcast you listen to? Oh, you listen to the high button? Anyway, so, so I'm, like, I'm asking these people. I'm like, so, so what do you do? Like, what do you do? And people just say, oh, I'm in the, the IT department here at IBM. I, I code for the... Mm. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, like, what do, you, what do you do? Like, what do you do for a hobby? What do you do for fun? Yeah, to and, enjoy. And they're, most of the answers I got were, oh, I, I like movies. I, go, I try to go to the gym. I, I like this reality show. And it's like, no, like, what's your passion? Like, what's your fucking thing? Yeah, like, what do you care most about? What do you care about? Exactly. Yeah. And the answers I were getting were just like, you know, how maybe when I was younger, like I, the sense of humor just wasn't really there. It's just like, it's a very dry, not myself, but just like a dry sense of yeah, humor. Yeah. Just not being able to take a joke, not being able to, I found that a lot, man. It was sad. It's. Nothing, nothing, not that there's anything wrong with working a nine to five in a cubicle. I get it. Like some people love that order in life and Absolutely. things like that, but, but that's just going back to being aware of your personality. You have to know that you're not meant to be sitting in a cubicle nine to five, looking at a computer, typing headphones in, not having any communication. It takes like a while to, to find people. out who you are though. So if you're lucky enough to figure it out at a young age, it's good. Like you see some people that are in high school and they're like so focused on what they're doing. They know exactly where they're headed. You know what I mean? It's just weird. And then for me, like I didn't. I mean, I kind of knew what I wanted to do and that I, like I knew, you know, there's something like this I would probably succeed in because, you know, it's no. It's not work to you. Yeah, like it's, I like to talk and shit like that. And this is fun. We get to connect with like hockey players and ball players and mm. everybody from around here. But as soon as I said I was going to school, I start getting all these messages being like, oh my God, that's totally you. Or like, you're going to do so good because this is you. Or like, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, deep down you knew. The but whole for time. some reason, you just like you needed some confirmation. You know what I mean. The whole time mm-hmm. you knew that this is where you're supposed to be, and now that you're doing it, look at the attention that you're getting. Yeah, so I, yeah, I guess you're right. Same way, I felt the exact same way about doing those street interviews. I felt that when I was maybe 15, 16, 17. Yeah, I was just ter- oh man, I knew. I remember I was you used to do it a little bit back in high school too. A little bit, but you know, you're you're insecure back then. You're not really sure what people think of you, things like that. So so many things like that came into my mind when I was younger. Then you grow up, you're like, fuck what anyone cares. 
And now look at the success. Not saying that we're successful, but just yeah. saying look at the the progress that we've had in this, such a short period of time. And I think about it. It's like, why haven't I been doing this since I was 15, 16? Absolutely. You know what I mean? But you can't think like that, right? But I hear Yeah, I, I know. I know. But it just, the, the hope is, is that someone out there that's listening, that's this young of an age that thinks that they should be doing it and they're not because they're caring about what other people think. That's the True. goal for this. If you're listening, just do what you know you can do. Because I think everyone knows. I stopped caring about what people thought of me at a very young age. And I'm telling you right now, it benefited me a lot. Love it. You just, outside noise is what, like, if you don't like me, that's cool. We don't have to hang out. It's perfect. It's one less thing I have to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to try and fight you because we don't get along. Yeah. But that's fine. I'm not going to come ask you to hang out. You're not going to come to my, you know, my birthday party with cool Burger King hats and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You're a Burger King guy? Yeah, I guess no, I was. I mean, I have a few uh, birthday pictures from back in the day at Burger King, so I'd have to say yes. If you had to pick one out of all the fast food chains. Subway fast food? Yeah. That's I don't know why I asked that because they're not it's not my favorite so I don't even know man I think there's certain things that I like about each place that I if I could join them you know that's a wise answer like I like McDonald's fries their burgers aren't that great Her, the, Harvey's shit is good I like Harvey's now that's a more adult decision I think they make your burger a beautiful thing how can you argue with that yeah it's like a Subway burger they make it in front yeah. of you yeah there's something about the joy be like woo I want lettuce Ooh, pickles. You feel, like, you feel like you're a chef in yourself. Absolutely. And plus, they're doing it for you. You're not a Wendy's burger guy? That's my go-to I did, Wendy's was always a little over my price range, I found. Yeah, it's fair. Except for their Frosties. Dollar Frosties. Dollar 99 or dollar? 99 cents. 99 cents. Plus tax come dollar 15. That's yeah. my price range. They had great Frosties. A Frosty from Wendy's, I think, is more reliable than a cone from McDonald's. Yeah, because you don't get it. Exactly. That's why I'm saying it's more reliable at Wendy's. Hi, welcome to McDonald's. What can I get for you? Hi, can I get an ice cream? The ice cream machine's been down since 2012. Sorry. And it's not even McDonald's, can I take your order? It's McCafe, can I take your order? Is it? Yeah, they say, hi, welcome to McCafe. Can I take your order? Yeah, I just wait to hear a noise and then reply. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, your mind. Large double double, please. <laughs> you ever see that show, Smart Guy? He was like a... a Did I ever? He's a smart guy. That song. I still believe in one of their episodes. You know Marcus, how they're going down the line? Yeah. And like they're t it's going on what's in their brain. And then yeah, they go yeah. to Marcus and he's just going... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Mo. Yeah, it's Mo. He's a big dumb Mo. guy. Yeah. He's just listening to a beat. Sometimes I think that's you. Just like you're going down the line of what people are thinking and dude's just going... You know what? You're not far off. <laughs> not very often though. I'm telling you, I have... If I was able to spit out yeah. as many thoughts as I could produce... Yeah. I mean, they could probably, you could probably motor a car with my mouth at that point. You know what I mean? But you just can't. Ting, 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 ting. Like I said, it's ping pong in my head. It's not always. Sometimes I'm blank, right? Well, as soon as you said, you just listen for noise and then you speak. That's it. That's I've been there a million times. You know what I mean? It's I feel like, like that's how you feel about school. It's like teachers, you just hear noise. You don't hear them speaking. Yeah, I was a little bit of a prick, but I, like I said, I, I just didn't believe in anything that we were doing. Like... If we were doing, it was weird, like, even if we did not in English class, if we were doing, like, punctuation shit or, like, paragraph writing, like, I would do that yeah. because I, I knew that at some point I was going to need to write something correctly. You know what I mean? But, like I said, Shakespeare, that kind of stuff. Uh, you're a great writer, though. What other kind of stuff? Like, I mean, I get if you're interested in the oceans and stuff like that and you take oceans, like, you know what I mean? It was an open book test. Oh yeah, I'm gonna take it super serious. Math foundations, basic math, awesome. I'm good. I can add. I can multiply Subtract. for the, the most part. 
Dividing still tough, but that's why I have an <laughs> iPhone, you know? Like algebra, that kind of sine, cos, tangent, or whatever the hell that stuff was. Yeah. Am I going to be in line at Toby's being like, okay, sine, cos, that makes the grapes, uh, well, according to this, uh, two to the power of six. That's not right. It's $4. Okay, sorry. No, I'm not going to use that shit, so get out of my face with it. I just slept. Max coat, big hood. Remember Michael Coles used to wake me up all the time. End of class. Hey, let's go. <laughs> it's like, yes. It's do over. You, do you ever have Coleman in any of your classes? No, I was in French immersion. I took uh, all the French classes, right? I heard some of the some of my favorite stories ever are from him. Him and Chad Davis. Chad just, Davis, what just a monster. The two of the, the best stories. Not storytellers, just <laughs> situations that they've been in. Just <laughs> so fucking funny. I don't, I don't want to talk about any right now because no, that's throwing them under the bus. Davis. But just two of the best stories. You oh, know what? I, Davis you know, played with the Lumbies, man. He was on my line. Who? Chad Davis. He didn't even hold guys. He just straight fucking left, right, left, right, left, right. <laughs> they didn't care. <laughs> See, it's like I got to start stop saying names because like I would tell some stories right now, but I can't. No, you but, can't. He, but here's what we'll do. Like down the line, we'll, anyway, I'll, I'll shut up right now. Yeah. yeah. Um. But man, I think some of the best stories still to this day come from junior high, high school. You think? Oh, I, I, there. Are, it's sad, but yes, because a lot of it, unfortunately, detailed bullying. There's a lot of tormenting, a lot of, especially of substitute teachers, especially <laughs> of. Uh, so it's it, it's not. I'm not laughing for the right reasons. So that's why I don't. But I don't give a fuck. I can't wait to have Tommy back, cause he was the king. I'm fucking with substitute teachers, man. I'm telling you. Why? I don't know. He just like, he just had so many just fucked up ideas that he wanted to do. We had this one teacher, Madame Porter, and she was, she was teaching French, but she didn't know French herself. I shit you not. She was just winging it. Like she knew the very, very basics. And like Tommy would just rip off sentences to her, like in French, yeah. full French. Yeah. Just to like make fun of her. And she would just like agree and shit. And he'd be like talking about her arse being big or something like that. And one time they, she had these, the rolling chalkboards. Remember those? Yeah. And they spun and shit. Yeah. She came in the class and Tommy, and I think it might've been Coleman even. He wasn't even in our class, but he was there. <laughs> and they were doing like, just like motions from out behind the, yeah. the chalkboards. You couldn't see them until they brought their arms out or whatever. Yeah. And she literally was like, what is going on back there? Just completely oblivious, man. So Tommy just took like, I'm sitting here saying Tommy, like he did everything, but yeah. he was just the mastermind behind it. She's just oblivious. He just took full advantage of it, man. It was unbelievable. <laughs> we one time as a class in junior high, we uh, switched the clock on that same teacher because <laughs> we hated the next teacher as a, like the whole class hated the next class. Yeah. And we switched the clock all the way back because we knew she didn't have one after us. And so we pretty much missed the whole next class. The teacher came down. She's like, what the, why are you guys still here? And you're like, well, you see what, what I the mean? clock it's, says. It's like, you can't do those stories working a nine to five job. You can't come up with that <laughs> shit. Like that's, that's what makes it so good. We were in junior high though. Exactly. I wasn't even old enough to work nine to five. But to me, those are the funniest fucking jobs. Oh, man, it's funny the funniest stories. It's we funny had a, we had a substitute teacher in art but he was a substitute for the whole year so he, he like class. he was introduced as a substitute at the beginning of the year and was never worst in, thing you can do exactly so it's like okay this is our substitute uh, first day of the year our the the real art guy's not here yet so this is the guy that we were rolling with are you in a rush right now <laughs> no okay so anyways this guy just a nerd right just 
no social skills just art guy stay inside the lines you know use your shades excuse me quiet <laughs> yeah. down it's our time i forget his name anyway so he's a substitute but really he's a full he's a teacher all year round yeah. so well, yeah there'll be times where like he'd be drawn up on the board and people i'm not going to say the names but people would you know how like in art classes there's like a full box of crayons and color pencils and markers and they whipping them <laughs> no no <laughs> so some people would take the box and just dump it <laughs> just dump it in the middle of the floor and then just run back to their seat just dump it yeah all you do is look for the empty crayon box yeah <laughs> there'd be times where like you know what was the projector that used to go up so you'd have oh, to plug so it into screen. the wall yeah. so the, the plug would be over by the wall that's where yeah so people would just unplug it oddly enough your emotions are doing the exact same thing that that screen would do right now oh are they <laughs> <laughs> So people would just like unplug the projector screens on them. We had one teacher that didn't know how to speak English, Miss Olga. God love her. I feel so Ms. bad. Olga, Miss Olga. Miss Axe's mom. No, not her. Um, <laughs> Olga. Yeah. <laughs> Back in your seat, Dutton. Whoa, little light malfunction. There'd be times where half the class would have detention and everyone would just say, uh, what's, she'd go, what's your name? And everyone would just say Jasper Goodwin. Jasper Goodwin. Jasper Goodwin. Why? Because every, whenever you got in trouble, you just said Jasper Goodwin. It was just like a known thing. Why? Did he get you out of trouble? No, he didn't get us out of trouble. It's just like if Jasper was ever in a tight situation, he was able to get it. He was such a good talker, still yeah. is. So if anyone was ever to ever get in trouble uh, and you say Jasper Goodwin and he gets in trouble, he'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so everyone did. It was just a thing in junior high, That's even high, high school. Good unit. Yeah. just He would always take the blame because he's always able to get out of tight situations. By the way, if that keeps flashing, I may be foaming from the mouth here soon. Why? Are you going to have a seizure? Yeah, man. No, I'm just kidding. But it's kind of annoying. <laughs> Don't you dare get up. Not a lot of things are running here. <laughs> we the, what do you mean? The ball. I guess everything is running, but the lights are. We put our light bill. So I got a question for you off the top of my head. Just hit me now. Uh-oh. When you started this, I guess for the second time here, did you obviously, I mean, this is a pretty, I don't know, broad question, I guess, but did you ever think you would be 50 episodes in in like three or four months with like, I mean, we got a couple pretty big events under our belt so far. I mean, with the Jordan Boyd, uh, Tide Fest, things like that. You, you did the Marijuana Fest, if that thing. Uh, Fuck Man Jazz Fest. Did a bunch of things. You know what I mean? So, the, I mean, things are moving quick. It's hard to handle probably a lot of it because you got to realize the little amount yeah. of, like. Well, do you want to hear a story? Mm. So, I'm, I moved back here from Vancouver. Grandmother passes. Not happy, obviously. No. Nope. Your microphones are just sitting. They're they're sitting on this table right here. Yeah. Fuck. And and um. So I'm sitting like right here. I'm looking at the mics. I don't have that much money in my bank account. Been there. I'm just like, it was kind of that moment of truth, I guess. It was just like yeah, do when it, it really hits you. It was just like, do I sell these microphones, make some I? money, get a nine to five job, hate my life, but at least I'm making some money, or do I uh, do I keep them, keep the podcast going, whatever it may be? So I decide, you know what? You know, I'm actually going to sell these microphones. I, I need money. I got to mm-hmm. do something. So I'm down here, all the microphones laid out on this table. I'm taking pictures of them, taking pictures of the stands, the microphones, the, the wires, everything. My dad comes downstairs. Justin, what are you doing? Stank. Justin, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm just I'm taking pictures of my microphone. I'm, I'm going to sell them. Uh, I, don't, I just don't think I'm going to do this anymore. Dad looks at me. What? No, 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 no. You're not selling these. Keep doing your podcast. Keep doing it. And that from that moment, it was kind of weird for me. Like, you know, dads are supportive, but yeah, for him. stern supportive. Yeah, it was a. He knew. He's seen it in you probably. It was a weird moment in my life where he was, 
because he's always supportive of me of hockey and he's yeah. always supportive of me of other things, but I never knew he was that supportive of this podcast. Right. So I was just like, okay, well, if this is my dad, the guy that raised me, he, he sees knows. something. He doesn't want me to sell these microphones. I'm going to have to fucking not sell them and keep doing them. So I remember that day, I think it was episode 102. I didn't have any guests. I just talked to myself for 30 minutes, right. uploaded it, and it got like 200 downloads. I was like, what? wait a second here. Yeah, what the fuck? And from there, I called you. I think you were the third person. It was like uh, there was someone before you. Andrew it was like Tyler Dan. Scott. No, you were after. Tyler Andrew Scott was after me. Anyways, I for, you were like Spencer second Cameron? or third. I don't know. I don't forget. And anyways, and just ever since that day, it's just taken off. And I always think of my grandmother too, right to my right here. Like when she passed away, I'm like, I don't know. What would she want me to do? Yeah. Almost like how you think of Cam. Yeah. You just kind of think of a higher power. WWCD, buddy. What would Cam do? Exce- essentially, yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, what would Mima kind of want me to do? So, and that's kind of, I'm, I'm very happy. But to get to your answer, fuck no. Did yeah. I think that we would be doing this? Only how, five months ago, we've been we've been doing it for five, it five months? months. Five months, six months, something like that. Yeah, it would have been, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like literally yesterday that I even just did my podcast. You know what I mean? Well, you were sitting the first right one. there, yeah. We didn't even have it on video. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, there was one picture. Yeah. I think... To think of how far we've come, like, as far as production-wise, it's pretty crazy, too. Because you got to think there's a lot of people going, like, how the fuck are they even pulling this off? I know. Because we there were very few bodies who all have, like, serious commitments going on, right? So it's essentially just, I don't want to downplay anybody else, but it's essentially just you doing the fucking legwork to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. And then you just have your support cast, which is insane because if you're going to go on the limb and, I mean, you work here and there, which is good because you need to, but... If that's this is what you're gonna do and this is what you're gonna follow, it takes a lot of nuts to take that step, and it goes back to a lot of things we heard in our podcast too with the players. Mm-hmm. We, you know, going to college or going to play in the USHL, they were just like, you know what, this is a different opportunity. I can see myself enjoying this. I'm taking that leap. Road, road less traveled. Mm-hmm. It's not the long way. It's just the scenic route. You know what I mean? So it's like that's the same with us. And the more I talk to our guests, the more you talk to the guests and the athletes and stuff and it just kept going down to taking that leap doing something that you might be uncomfortable doing and you just never know but if you see yourself enjoying it try it mm-hmm. try it you know what i mean and that's what I, that was my thing growing up was like i if i seen myself failing at that mm-hmm. i wouldn't attempt it mm-hmm. whereas now when you're a little older and you learn some shit and you learn yourself i'm like cool that's let's fail yeah let's, you know fail. What I mean? let's do it because that's just another Another brick on your road. That's another thing That's that I've it. learned. I, I'm not afraid to fail. Love failing right now. Yeah. If, if I've probably failed, what what is it right now in August? 14th. Parents' Four, anniversary. Happy 14, anniversary. Probably failed 14 times already this month. I try something every day I fuck up at. Oh, I've spent my whole life failing. Love but it. like at the same time, you fail at things that you don't, you don't plan on doing. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I said, man. if I didn't want to, like I didn't, I was, was going to go to radio school years back. Yeah, but I was like, well, maybe, maybe I'll do bad. Maybe I'll fail. So it, I didn't. It just wasn't your time. Now it's exactly. your time. Absolutely. How funny is that, though? That's you know what I mean. This comes into your life. Well, it at all kinda, this certain time. It all kind of happened at a pretty weird time. I, I'd have to say because I was not working. I forget what happened. I don't. I, I got laid I off me, my job, and I was like, yeah, okay. And I was just like, had nothing to do, so I was coming in and helping you. Yeah, with the podcast, you know what I mean, co-host or I guess not at that point. Well, yeah, because Tom wasn't boom. here. I was like, I need someone to to be a co-host with me. It's definitely a lot more than I thought it was going to be, man. Well, me too. I swear. I think a lot of people can agree that are listening or yeah, man. have or have been listening 
they're thinking, you know, what the Okay, but we have a lot of fans out there, man, I think, and a lot of people that listen to our stuff, and I think that says enough right there, but you have to thank them too, right, for constantly tuning in. It wrote, it, I think it just all comes back to relatability. I think that there's a lot of people in this province, or at least eastern Canada, that are in the same boat as us. They have a career. Mm-hmm. They they love that career when it comes to hockey, sorry. Yep. Um, and it's kind of went away. You know, it, the the hype, the excitement isn't yeah, there. Man. And I think when we talk to people, it kind of brings that excitement back for a lot of uh, listeners. And some people that... Uh, for us too, man. Yeah, exactly. Do you mind if I light another one? Go like, ahead. We can go for another hour. Hey, I don't mind. Cut out what you don't need. Cool. Um, cut out what I don't need. What were you just saying? Oh, relatability. Yeah, for sure. Um, fuck. fuck, man. Yeah, and another thing is like people... There's a lot of people out there that listen to us that probably... You know, if we complain about something or we're talking about something, you know, it sparks their their minds too. But there's a lot of people out there that just want to talk, man. Like I know, I remember we had Wig on, and when we were finished the podcast, I was out in the, in in the street before we left talking to him. And I mean, we were both kind of amped up, and it's just because like you have that part of your brain. Like if you finish your hockey career, and and uh, you know you miss it and stuff like that off the get-go but then you you have that hockey you stop talking about you stop living like that and you have it locked away in this compartment mm-hmm. and then he can't comes on and he talks about all that stuff and the different roads he took and he starts to realize things about himself then and then he gets it out off his chest man which then relieves that you know like i miss hockey i don't want to talk about it because it brings up uh, you know what i mean like that part of your brain mm-hmm. and he, he just like he, he felt better he's like i feel lighter you know what i mean like same with me Obviously, I have no problem talking, but when we come and we talk about real shit, mm-hmm. like what you're doing in your life and what it took to get there and like things like, oh, I made that mistake before. Or, mm-hmm. Oh, my God, I ran into that issue before. And you hear someone else, how they deal with it. I think later on down the road, you're going to be like, I remember this. Mm-hmm. I know how to get through this mm-hmm. because of something you might have heard or you related to, like you said. And that's basically was the point. Well, that's a perfect example of why essentially I started the podcast was me listening to other podcasts and hearing other people's mistakes and hearing other people's uh accomplishments and hearing other people's stories it's just like well i've extremely similar experiences from the people that i'm listening to Mm -hmm. why can't i do this with a podcast myself and when i think because i started it out this podcast out in vancouver right and whenever i used to hear these stories i was like i know that there's a lot more people from the area that i'm from in uh, in nova scotia or just eastern canada that have stories very similar to me so maybe this could work even Mm -hmm. though we are on the west coast a lot of our listeners were back here are on the west coast a lot of our listeners were here on the east coast for sure um and now coming back to the east coast and actually talking to people from here that has uh it's it's opened your eyes it's been it's 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 exactly you just you you live here your whole life and you think oh there's nothing to do there's nothing to do since we've been doing this man just because you want to find out what's going on because we want to be able to do everything obviously but we can't you find out, man, the amount of festivals and, like, just small, like, fundraisers and shit that go on and, like, the talent we have here as far as athletes and entrepreneurs and musicians and shit. And, like, you don't really think about it mm-hmm. until you're in a scenario like this. I know there's some people that are, you know, Nova Scotia buffs or whatever. Yeah. But it's just, like, it's super fun. Then we're learning as we go, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're learning to appreciate around here and stuff like that right i find one thing common in people around here is they're always looking for an opportunity oh there's no opportunity here for jobs there's no opportunity for growth there's no opportunity i hear this excuse all the fucking time yeah and my answer to that is fine make your own opportunity look at us i'm in my mom's basement with three microphones talking trying to make something happen i'm making my own opportunity 
Yeah, you know, pe- people are upset. Oh, there's no jobs here. Uh, I, I can't do this. I can't do that without a job. I need to make 60000 a year. I need to make this amount to, in order to be happy. What the fuck are you talking about? Make <laughs> something yourself. You, you want to live in Toronto? Make Halifax the next Toronto. You do it yourself. Yeah. People are so, like, whenever I watch CTV Global, it's just, whatever it is, job loss, uh, it, you know, Halifax, yeah, most, most potholes in the city. Oh, it's bold. Like, why are you focused on that? Focus on what you can do. Triple down on what you're good at. I'm good at talking to people. Yeah. I'm going to fucking talk to people and try to make something better out of my exactly. life. I'm good at make, making jokes, and that's what I'll do. Exactly. But at the same time, like, I know that's... But do you agree that is a mentality here in Nova Scotia? It's there's no opportunity? Yeah, well, it's just an easy way out. It's an excuse. And I'm not saying I don't make excuses, but as a whole, you're right, though. Like, if instead of waiting for them to make a road or pave the road for you, go get some fucking concrete and lay it down yourself. Exactly. You know, and I like it's sitting. It's easy for me to say now sitting here behind the mic. But I mean, everybody goes through that. You're like, OK, eh, but just do it. But like you said, with like the global and all that stuff like that, that's just like more of like what's going on and what to look out for. And that's why I like what we're doing so much is because it's happy. Like if, even if you just say you get one message saying like, I really enjoy your shit. It makes me laugh or something like that. Then you're like, you're bringing some good to the world. Can't know, buy that. Probably sounds ridiculous coming out of my mouth at this point, but like when you can do that, even just a small smile. Look at the Pat's Day interview. Yeah. He made that lady cry. She didn't even eat her ice cream. It melted all over her fucking. I know. Hand. I got her some napkins. Exactly, but she her day was made just from something so small and stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you when you're out there and people are talking to you and they're like, "Oh, that was awesome," or "That was hilarious," or "Where's Blanche?" or "You guys doing this?" and you're like, "Okay, at least like you're spreading the positivity." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then then no one can. Say anything to you. I love the gratitude. You can't buy gratitude. You can't buy, you can't make, you can't give someone 20 bucks, but hey, come up to me and say that you love the high button. Yeah. When people come up and say they love the high button, cloud nine, I'm on. Absolutely. I go to bed smiling. You can't buy that. No. Is someone home? I don't care. Whatever. But that's, you know, that's what I, that's what I love. Yeah, it's pretty nice. It's a good feeling. This is a good thing too. The podcast is like, like I said to you before, it's like a way for us to kind of have our hockey career without actually having to put any of the real like hard physical work in. Yeah. Because we still get to stay up to date with, you know, the young studs and the old grizzled vets and the guys that are still grinding it out and shit like that, right? So you yeah. get to, when you've done that, like you said, relatability, you can picture yourself in their scenario. You know what I mean? You've played hockey, you've been in a dressing room, he's talking about in sh- like, I don't know, anywheres in Boston's dressing room and you're like, you put yourself in that mindset, you're relating to it then. And that's, and what that's I love. a f- super fun thing for me personally in this is just like, Sometimes you get lost in it. You're just listening to them and you're in awe. And then you're like, oh, it's my turn to talk. Shit. <laughs> that sounded so cool. Can you but tell it's us fun. again? That's what I mean. And like you said, it comes down to fun, doing what you like. Do you like those behind the scenes videos of sports teams? I love that like shit. Like when they go into dressing rooms There's and all nothing that. I enjoy more. I would rather watch that than the game. Yeah, me too. Just seeing how guys act, man. Their body language. Who's the funny guy in the dressing room? Like Phil Kessel? If you never got to see that he was the funny guy in the dressing room... How would you have known? Yeah. You wouldn't suspect that. Yeah. I Like, if I had a picture of him way back before that, yeah. I picture him sweating his ass off yeah. with, like, M&Ms in his stall or something. You know <laughs> what I mean? Or a hot dog. Do you think the players like it, though? The Probably to an extent. You know, it depends what time of year as well. It's, it can be a distraction, but I think those guys are so well-tuned and well-wired at that point in their careers that you're able to just block out whatever the hell's going on. Yeah. And if you have media presence, you know it's already a filter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's what editing's for. I think about that stuff sometimes. Like, 
when we did the Marchand interview at the Jordan board, it's like, this guy has to deal with interviews all year. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to go up to this guy and ask him a couple of questions. Like, does he really want to answer or is he just trying to enjoy his summer? Like, I, I'm conscious about that stuff. But that's good, though. You should be conscious of people's feelings when we're in this type of business, I guess, if you will. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it's like, that's a good thought to have about someone else. If the bad thought, for example, off the top of my head would be like, geez, I hope this guy likes me. You know what I mean? You don't worry about that shit. I'm not worried about them liking I me. know, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, But that's a, it's good for you to think of other people. Mm. So instead of going up and be like, hey, man, I heard you're training really hard this summer. How's that going? Like, the <laughs> fucking, what's his name? Elliot Friedman asked him that already two weeks ago. Yeah. So go up and ask him. You're like, well, your brother's playing pretty good out here. Yeah. How come you're not playing that good? Just even something stupid like that. Then the guy's like, ah, okay. Mm-hmm. It's not just some bird trying to get some information on me, you know? And I hope that's the direction that media is going in because this negativity stuff has to stop. And you would like... Not that it's negative. I'm not saying that. It's not negative to ask Brad Marchand, how's your training going? That's not what I'm saying. No. I'm just saying it's a lazy question. And also, I'm contradicting myself here too much, but Elliot Freeman's a great reporter. Yes, he is. That's the only name I could think of. Yeah, he's a great, great... He's probably one of my favorite reporters on that panel. There's other great of them, but Elliot does his research for sure. But I just... I don't know. There's a lot more questions that could be asked towards athletes that aren't a robotic answer. Yeah. I like an answer that is uh, you have to take a second to think about. It's all, no, you know, we played well, chip pucks deep. Yeah, exactly. And it's that generic question. Yeah. Like, but oh, that, you guys won tonight. What was the secret? But the, yeah, that comes back full circle, though. It's like, do these players want to be answering these type of questions? Because that's one that that's my that is what that's my one beef, I think, with hockey players is the robotic personalities when the camera is in front of them. That's one of my goals is to try to break through that seal right. and find a real personality behind that brick wall, which is the NHL. Because these guys are so well media trained. It's the code in a sense. It, it's the code. It's the unwritten code. For sure. You have to say these things. You have it's that's what Sean Avery had one of his biggest beefs about. He's like, I hate NHL guys because they're the same. There's no villains in the game. There's nothing. And I, I agree with him in that sense. Absolutely. That's a big selling factor in the NBA, NFL. That's why it's someone any anyone says anything close to offside, big stink about it. And, the, I, and I completely get it. I'm not shooting on any of these guys because if I was in their shoes, I would be doing the exact same thing. Because if you do, look at PK, perfect example, outspoken guy, great Slip personality. But as soon as he kind of steps out of line, does something stupid and warm up, the panel is on his ass like that. Well, Christ, you can watch yourself do it on your, the bench on the iPad now. Yeah. You know, it's... But that was your point of like the, the media being negative, right? But exactly. As a whole. It comes back full circle to the media, to that panel, to them talking about the things that they talk about mm-hmm. that they shouldn't be talking about. It. I remember last year, P.K. Subban was dancing in warm-up or something. Tons of guys dance in warm-up. But they talk about P.K. dancing in warm-up to a rap song, I think it was. And he was dancing a little bit too heavy. And they actually had a 20, not 20 minute, but like a five minute conversation about it. Just about nothing. About nothing. Nothing. Like if he just wa- if he just would have shut up and watched the game, he probably would have had the game. He's probably still played good. That's just what he does to get ready. Who cares? He's, yeah. He's one of the greatest faces for the NHL, I think, as far as positivity and having fun. Like absolutely. Even his commercial, he's like, "Repeat after me. Let's have fun." Yeah. You know. And I get it. Maybe some teammates think he's too about his brand and not about the team. I get that. Yeah, but when I, it comes down to battle on the ice, he still shows up for you. But you got to admit, though, being part of a team is a big. It's a it's a locker room thing. If you don't have chemistry in the locker room, I guarantee win. it's not gonna guarantee it's not gonna um, come to fruition on the ice. Absolutely. And apparently that was PK's thing. Yeah. It still is. That's a, nothing but the truth there. Any team that I've ever played on that was good, 
has been in like a family. Like our midget team that year, we didn't win, but like that was the best the Max had been in years. Yeah, we were just because we were. We were all brothers, literally. We hung out Are for you everything. Sorry? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the year we won in Junior B, that was what it was. We all hung out any free time we had. Yeah. We hung out. We got loaded or whatever, you know? And then when you go to the rink and something fucked happens, you're like, <laughs> yeah, we got this. We were just hanging out last night. Well, any of the guys that we've talked to that have won a championship that have been on the podcast, and the, uh, we always ask, so what's the key to the championship? Yeah. It's just chemistry. You got to have chemistry. It's funny to hear like, some hard things that you think are the secret. And then you hear them actually say it. Yeah. People that actually win. Like guys that play in the queue and they win the Mem Cup and shit like that. Like that's a big deal. The Telus Cup. That's I'm not talking your Pee Wee fucking provincial championship. Yeah, obviously you won. Mm-hmm. But that's a different scenario. You know what I mean? Yeah. Guys aren't getting shipped in and out. Yeah. That's a tough gig, man. Think of all the people you'd have to mold with. Especially if you're a socially awkward guy. You know what I mean? Or coming from Russia with the love bone. Yeah. That's a good thing, though, about hockey players. I say even if you are from Russia, Quebec. Hockey's a language. Hockey is a language, and especially in the dressing room, because both of us know there's a language that's spoken in the dressing room of hockey. There's nothing I enjoy more. And even if you are, like I said, if you're from Russia, from Quebec, whatever it may be, it's a relatability between. It's a it's a common understanding mm-hmm. when 20 guys are sitting in a dressing room to what the, co- what the common goal is. That's a beautiful thing about sports, I think. It's a language that does not need to be spoken. It's one common goal. It's just like life. Yeah, it's how the, that's how the world yeah. should be. You're trying like to get that. towards a goal. There's people that are stopping you. The more skilled you are, the more successful you are. It's just like life. You know, Dude, in any Everything sport. I've learned in life has come from sports, man. Small, stupid-ass things like playing hockey, going into the boards, doing quick shoulder checks so you don't get killed. If, you look, if you're in your car, you don't realize this. With a quick shoulder check, and you're picking up fucking whatever's coming because you've done that a thousand times in your life before. Mm-hmm. That's just off the top of my head. I'm not going to get too in-depth about it, but anything I've pretty much learned has been from sports. How to deal with adversity, constructive criticism, being shit on. Those are all different things. You know what I mean? Uh, traveling, being tired, getting off the bus, getting off a plane and having to go play, being dehydrated, mm. being hungry, mm. like bus breaking down, anything, man. Yeah. Like All those experiences come from sports and that's why i think it's huge to play or and if it's not sports it's some sort of curric- extracurricular activity that's mm-hmm. you know keeping your mind in it and keeping you i guess for me it was out of trouble so i think that builds a confidence everything that you just said i think relates to a confidence outside of the sports world especially when you start in the workforce mm-hmm. if you have already gone through trials and tribulations and things like that and you go into a workforce with other people that haven't taken constructive criticism and all these things that is so, you have so much of an upper hand when it comes to a raise within that company. And also, if you're the guy that can't take it, you're the guy that's getting fucking shit on, the guy that has to carry everything. If they look over, like if someone's shitting on you and you're being all uptight about it because you just haven't dealt with that before, mm-hmm. and then they're shitting on me and I'm laughing, chirping myself, who do you think they're going to continue to make fun of? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, but it's just like, I don't know. Obviously, if you can't afford to play sports or you're not going to play sports, that's fine. Mm. I'm not saying you have to play sports. Yeah. But it just helps. Like it's... Yeah. I probably survived because of it. Yeah. You know, like the people you meet. Shit well, like that. Like socially, I've always like any, so, like I think about high school, junior high, when, you know, having a social life is critical in order to make friends. Yeah. I've always wondered how kids that didn't play sports uh, were able to cope with that anxiety at a young age. I don't know. The only reason I was able to was because I had teammates and we went to school together and we were yeah. able to shoot the shit, talk about a common and thing. And you guys did the, the same dumb stuff. And, but then again, I guess if you're the kid in the basement playing Pokemon, I guess you can relate to other kids playing Pokemon. I, yeah, I guess but how are you going to relate to them if you're just sitting there playing a game? 
<laughs> I guess so. I don't know. Well, they did it somehow because kids that aren't athletes end up talking to. Oh, I'm looking. You're good. Okay. Kids that aren't athletes are, are talking. You know, they're, they're making friends with other other friends that are common with uh, whatever the hell they do. Mm-hmm. So I just always thought about that. That's how I gained my social. Uh, Same. You know, so because I was the kid on hockey teams as a young kid that got that got picked on. Yeah, I, think we're all I, I really well. I was pretty socially awkward for a little bit. Seems ridiculous, but it like when I just you know just, yeah. Eh. Well, I think everyone's eh. a little bit picked on. You got to be picked on. Yeah, but you just like you either take it in stride or you're completely crumble over it. And I just like for me, it just boiled down to: Do I want these people to see me suck or be upset or like be emotional? Yeah. Or because people stop picking on you, man. If you if you're not showing any emotion, like if you if I was pissed off. Yeah. And I didn't, and you didn't know I was pissed off. Yeah. Then you're just gonna be like, oh, well, that's that's not fun anymore because I'm not getting a reaction out of them. Do you think there's any benefit about being bullied? I know it's a tough question, but do you think the fact because I was bullied a little bit when like in elementary, do you think that there's a benefit to it? I think there. See, this is. It's a tough question. I don't give a fuck, anyways. I don't know why I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna tiptoe around this bullshit. No. Uh, I think in a way it is. I think if you're not bullied to an extent where it's personal, like for me, it was just, I was small. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know there was nothing I could fucking do about it. So you know what I mean? But uh, I, see, it's tough though, because I think bullying being bullied I, and I shouldn't say bully just picked on. Yeah. Cause I think bullying is to a point where of no return. Mm-hmm. I think that's what that, that word goes with mm-hmm. someone who's like now affected mm-hmm. either mentally or physically mm-hmm. in a way that they shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. But picked on, I mean, it makes you stronger. It made me stronger personally. Like, I, I'm able to take small little chirps and, like, yeah. or just, like, even constructive criticism now is not, like, you just kind of take it in stride and you take what you want to hear yeah. from it. But at the same time, if you're a soft kid. Well, see, that's the thing. It's like, see, like kids that's that why I, I didn't really, like, I just went for me personally because that's the only thing I know. Yeah, that's true. Right? So, for me, definitely. Yeah. It helped. Yeah, it's a tough thing to answer because. And I'd say, know. like for me now, I I I still pick on people, but it's not like I'm not trying to ruin your life. I usually pick on people because I like them. Yeah. If I'm not picking on you, you're probably a peckerhead. You know what well, I mean? Yeah, it's a sense of, hey man, I love you. I'm gonna, you know, I'll pick on you. Right. It's just it's a sense of brotherhood, essentially. Exactly. Essentially. At, at least at this day and age, when you're a kid, and you still have to explain yourself and shit, but yeah. that's fine. When you're a kid, I guess it's not taken in that. It's taken in greater assault. This and, kid doesn't like me. Yeah. Or why am I different? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting to. See how that plays out. The whole I bet, yeah. Though you thing. got, we'll have some people thinking about like, "Fuck, did I ever get picked on? Did it make me stronger, or did I beat the shit out of that prick?" You know? Yeah. I don't know. I spoke. That's with good. Them. We want people to think. Yeah. Man. I spoke whenever I got bullied. I I spoke with uh, my athletics. I actually, you know what? I'm gonna fucking stop talking about athletics because I feel like that's an excuse for everything in my life. So <laughs> I'm gonna stop because there's people out there that probably aren't athletic. So. So. Yeah, but but that's that, those are. Things that I don't have the answer to. That's what I mean. That's if why you, everything if you're, can go personally. If you're a kid and you're getting bullied and, you know, you don't have the social skills, you don't have the athletic ability, I don't have the answer for you and how to overcome that. So I don't, I don't, so I don't feel comfortable talking about it because yeah. if I am talking about it, I'd like we're to give it. too deep. Yeah, exactly. Our, we're not as knowledgeable down that road. Oh, oh man. Um, I was going to ask you something. Go ahead. I can't remember now because we get rambling. Um... I should have brought a water down here. So By what, the, oh, sorry. You what ahead. episode is this? 149. And it's our, what, 49th together? 49th podcast here. Yeah. As in, in Halifax. Since I started it? No. I think I did 101, 102 by myself. And okay. then 103. You were 104, 105. Mm-hmm. 
So this is probably like the 45th for you since you've been here. It's crazy to think about. Yeah. And like, did you ever think that we'd be here at this point? Um, I'm a, like a bigger picture thinker. Like I like to, I wouldn't say dream big, Yeah. but I like to draw the picture pretty big. I never thought we would be at this point, mm-hmm. but I had certainly had a feeling that it, it like, obviously I wouldn't have jumped into it. I don't think if I didn't see the potential. F- yeah. Like, I mean, you and I have known each other for, I mean, since we were novice, man, 11, we're novice double A novice tier two or whatever they called it. You know, you're like seven, bro. Yeah. yeah. So that's, we're pushing 20 years now. Yeah. Right. So there's like, there's that factor is like, okay, I'm already comfortable. We're comfortable together. Mm-hmm. We've gone to war together mm-hmm. multiple occasions. We've fought each other. You know <laughs> what I mean? But at the end of the day, it was still that, that common brotherhood type thing. I never thought we'd be here, but man, am I having a fucking hell of a ride. It's it fun. is fun, man. It's fun getting people's input. It's fun getting people pick my brain all the time about the high button. And I love it. I don't want to be that person that's like, Stop talking about it. I don't want to talk about work. Like that's yeah. well, you know what you're doing. You're capturing people's imagination. Absolutely, man. And that's what I want when I listen to podcasts. I want to, like you said, relate. I want to be like, oh, you know what I mean. But like I said, when you're getting, we're getting more and more support, and you can't. I mean, you got to thank everybody, basically, because it's it's pretty insane, man. Like, from going from just like plain old us to having the high button beside our name, kind of thing. You know what I mean? And pe- yeah. Something to talk about. Something to bring to people. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's relevant. Yeah, There's relevant. Pe- people on here that are doing <clears throat> massive things with their life. Super fun. There are people on here that are accomplishing incredible things from this province, and we are privileged Celebrating to talk it. to them. Mm-hmm. Hear their story. Yeah, because like I said, the only thing you see on like media now is drive-by shooting or accident on the bridge. Not, hey... This person, like the under-17 Nova Scotia Youth Select baseball team, just won bronze at Nationals for the first time. They got a medal since 1995. Congratulations. Like that shit. Todd Parker, huge beauty. He's a coach. Um, that shit needs to be mentioned. Shit like that. The ah. dartmouth Moosehead Dry, those studs in senior baseball. That's what I want to talk about. Knock on wood. Not that we really are worried about that. But, but at the same time. tonight's game canceled? Oh, yeah. It was. It's already been canceled. Okay. Don't worry. So how many more games do you have left in the season? I believe we have six. So if you, do you want to talk about it, or do you think it'll be? I no, fine. It's fine. Everyone's been. Talking I know about it. baseball player articles. There's the thing for our team is like it comes back to like the brotherhood, man. We've had the same team for the last couple of years. Yeah. We've lost and we've won. Um, I say to people like, if you spent an inning in our dugout, you would almost kind of be like. How the fuck are these guys undefeated? Because it's not its not that we're not serious. The boys are just having a good time. We're comfortable around each other. We know why we're there. We're not worried about the fucking record and going undefeated and all this bullshit and who we're, who we're playing. It's just like we came to the field. We have the one goal in mind. Yeah. And that's to play the best game we can play and win win every inning. Right? Yeah. So it's just like – it's just fun, man. Like you, you want to go to the field. You want to – like I got the jersey on right now and the game's not even on. Like it's just – it's awesome to be a part of it and not have to worry about it. You know, like I, no one on the team is like, Oh, like we need to get, we need to get to 22. We need to get to 23. We need to get to 24. It's like, all right, boys, let's go out. Let's play our best game. If we win, we win. If we lose, we come back the next day and we fucking win. You know what I mean? And that's, but that's being a team, man. Like if this guy gets out. The next guy wants to get a hit for that guy. That's not, ha ha. You struck out. I'm going to have the best average on the team type shit. Yeah. And that's, if you want to see the next guy succeed or you want to pick him up when he fails, that, comes that back, makes a good team. That comes back to full circle about chemistry. It does, man. 
And I don't know what the secret is. Somebody asked me the other day, and I think it's baseball for me is good pitching, no errors, so mm. no extra bases for their team, and timely hits, man. And I think that's what we've been putting together. Our pitchers are studs. Yeah. Um, and I'm not just saying that because I play for the team. I'll tell you there's a couple other teams that have stud pitchers as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? But as as a whole, our pitching staff is awesome, man. We got, you know, we got some guns on the team, and I won't go into the names, but. Why not? I don't know, because I could name the whole team. Yeah, They're all studs. Enough. Yeah, fair enough. You know what I mean? The boys are fucking doing it. Um, I haven't been fo- Have you been following the MLB this year? Like, the standings and things like that? Because I want to do, like, before playoffs start, I'd like to, you know, Kevin Powers, I want him to come on, too. panel? Yeah. I'm down. Because I want to just have a pre-playoff baseball conversation. Yeah. And I really don't know anything about baseball. And I don't know you and Kevin do, so I, I just want to yeah. have one going. I'll be good enough to talk for that, that's for sure. I was saying to Kev the other day, I think that summers, especially for me, are so much better when the Blue Jays are doing well. For everybody in Canada, man. Yeah, it's just, I remember that year they, whatever, that year... Jose Bautista did what he did. Probably one of the funnest summers of my life. Easily, that's a moment you'll. Re- if you were watched him hit that on live TV, you will forever remember where you were. Just like 9/11. Sidney Crosby's or Olympic that. gold, nine eleven. We were real young, but I still remember Sid's goal. Where, where I was at, what I was drinking. Wait, who wait I was what with. goal? Oh, the Canada goal. Yeah, yeah. Like holding goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's what I mean. Like yeah. it's, and then you see all the everybody's wearing Blue Jays shit, and everyone knows. Oh, the Blue Jays are a team. But that's awesome. If you want to be a fan because it's the only Canadian team, I'm okay with jumping on a nation bandwagon. Yes, of course. You know what I mean? Not a team, though. Yeah. I remember just being out at the lake in, like, end of August. September's rolling around. Just checking my phone. All right, what's the score? Like, Toronto's playing Tampa right now. Trying to watch every game. You just try to – I'm watching every inning. Like, I was following it like that. And that makes – because sports aren't really big in the summer. It's only baseball. So, when the Jays are doing well, it makes the summer so much more enjoyable. It does. You're right. And if at anything, like if there's nothing on TV, the Jays are playing. Because they play, they think they get two, three nights off a, a month of I travel. I fucking love watching baseball. Have yeah. you ever been to the Roger the, in Toronto? Have you ever I've been, been there, the- but not for a game. I've why been why to, were you there then? Uh, we did a tour when I was younger. Went yeah. to see my first Leafs game, Colorado. They had Tangay, Forsberg, Patrick Wall, Ray Bork. The Leafs had like Cujo, Sundin, Domi, Sergei fucking Berezin, uh, Dmitry Skavich. Uh, anyways, they tied 5-5 because there was ties back then. Hockey Hall of Fame, <laughs> CN Tower, and then the Sky Dome at that point. We did the tour. Are you scared of heights? It depends. Like, I'm not CN scared, Tower? I'm not scared to go up to CN Tower. Did you go on the glass floor? Oh, yeah. So you're not scared of heights? Well, I am. Like, if I'm working up in a boom or on a tall ladder, yeah. I'm fucking scared of heights. <laughs> but if I'm in a... If this building crashes, yeah. I'm not going to remember dying anyways. So... Why would I be scared? This thing's meant to, to last for me to walk on this. So, you know what? By the time I realized that it was unsafe, yeah, I'm gone from that scenario. But, like, falling from a ladder, I just break something severely or damage something and remember it. Or you could land on your head and die. Well, that's the best part to land on if I'm going to land. The head? My head, yeah. Yeah, I guess you just... I'll try and land on it. <laughs> I don't want to die like that, man. Jesus. Jesus, don't go down this road with me. Yeah, so yeah, geez, we're bad at getting into deep little depressing holes here. Yeah, let's let's get out of it, anyways. Anyways, baseball, Jays. Hour and twenty in, man. We man, had I planned c- on doing forty minutes. So you don't have baseball tonight? I don't know. You got nothing to do? No, I'll smoke a little bit. I gotta I'll go home and build some shit. I want to do that shot, but it it's is raining. Yeah, we could still do. It. I haven't done it in like. Eh, we don't have to. Anyways, fuck it. Wrap it up. We'll wrap it up. Yeah. All right. Um. So yeah, everyone that's listening, I really 
Yeah. I think, I think this is good that you and I do, like, I think every 25 episodes, it should just be me and you. Well, we got to get our shit out, too. Yeah. Because if you think about it, we're just talking to, uh, to... We didn't even really recap anything, but it's still good. Like, like I, I was just going to say, if you listen to this full one, you're a true fan, and we really do appreciate you. I'm not saying what we're talking about is boring, but it's not our usual podcast, so thank you very much. And next one will be dope as well. And once again, this podcast is brought to you by Cold Stream. Make sure to check them out. Summer's wrapping up around the corner. Uh, go to your local NSLC, pick up some of their products. I personally recommend um, their sodas, lime, delicious. I think 7%. Mm -mm. Um, they taste like a cool, refreshing drink. No calories, no sugar, gluten-free, great drink. Make sure to go pick up some of that cold stream. Also, if you could go to our website, check it out, look at our videos, contact us, all that good stuff, highbutton.ca. Also, we have t-shirts that are going to be for sale next week, Monday, I believe. Um, they are not going to be for sale on our website, so you can DM us on our Instagram page, also our Facebook page. Uh, $25 a pop. Um, the proceeds will go to essentially getting better equipment for the high button so we can give you guys uh, at home better content. Um, and yeah, like I said, go to all of our social media outlets. Support us. We're supporting you. We love you. Dudes, you got anything to say? No, man. You nailed it. All right. I'm just happy that uh, we have the following we do. Love y'all. Peace. Love you guys.